Welcome to Healthy and Happy, a program sponsored by the Easter Maker Conference of Seventh-day Adventists and aired right here on NCUFM. It's your education and, of course, your wellness station. We have so much in store for you this week, so I invite you to sit back, relax, and stay tuned. I'm your host, Adis Jonas Murphy. Thank you so very much for keeping it locked to NCUFM 91.1, 91.3, and 91.5 only on your FM dial. It's, of course, your education and wellness station, and it's your program, Healthy and Happy. And yes, I'm in studio once again with another medical practitioner. Now, I have the extreme pleasure and delight of welcoming to studio this week Dr. Mala Benton. Many of you perhaps, you know, would have come across Dr. Benton if you visited Health Plus Associates, Mannings Hill Medical, or or even City Health Center. Dr. Mala Betton is here to share with us on a very, very interesting and intriguing topic. And I'm going to share with you what it is shortly. But Doc, welcome to studio. How are you? Thank you so much for having me here. And I'm doing well. That's wonderful. Now, if you've been listening to the program in recent times, you would have heard us making reference to the top 10 causes of death in 2019. Now, a study was done and an article published by Health Data org and we've been referencing this article over the last four weeks or so between the years 2009 and 2019 the top 10 causes of death rank in the following order we're talking about stroke number one diabetes number two ischemic heart disease uh, number three dr soyini you should be proud of me i'm calling this you know um, so well number four chronic kidney disease number five prostate cancer number six hypertensive heart disease number seven alzheimer's disease number eight lung cancer number nine copd put an asterisk there listeners we're going to come back to that and number 10 colorectal cancer now we're going to stop at number nine copd doc I see four letters here. Uh, but could you tell me what they mean, COPD? Well, COPD is an acronym for Chronic Obstructive Pulmonary Disease. All right. Stop right there. Stop right there. Thank you very much, Doc. And this is our topic for today. So since it ranks as one of our top 10 deaths, you know, according to healthdata.org up to the year 2019, we're going to be focusing on it a little bit, you know, just to gain some information on it. Now, uh, there, there's so much to learn on chronic obstructive pulmonary disease. But Dr. Benton, before we go into it, I always ask the doctors this when they come, why medicine? Did you choose medicine or did medicine choose? choose you? How did you end up in this field? Well, I would say medicine chose me mm-hmm. by, I would say, divine intervention. What? Tell yes. me a little bit more about that. I originally visited a health center back in high school to get my teeth cleaned, as children in the summer would do. Mm-hmm. And I was taken in by the presence of the dentist and his helping everybody in the community. And I said, I wanted to be a dentist. I'm going to be a dentist. Wow. And uh, it was my dream. Mm -hmm. So I went to university with a whole aim, be a dentist. Never strayed from the fact because I said I could never deal with medicine because you have to deal with death. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And nobody dies on a dentist chair as far as I was concerned. (laughs) (laughs) And um, when it came to my final year of university and I'd been applying for everything Mm -hmm. and for dental school and I even applied to a scholarship to go to Brazil, Mm -hmm. I got a phone call one day and said, 
go and apply for Cuba. Hmm. And, and they said, it's medicine. And I was like, but I don't want to be a doctor. <laughs> and I tell you, uh-huh. God intervened. Because wow. when I went to submit my application, the lady said it was the last day. Mm-hmm. And she extended oh my. courtesies to me. And I submitted mine a week later. Wow. And everything in the process, it was like God is just driving the process. And I'm like, Lord, Mm -hmm. are you trying to tell me something that I should be doing this, that this is my path? Mm -hmm. And the doors just kept on opening. And every time I questioned, Mm -hmm. it just got easier and easier. Wow. So I studied seven years in Cuba. Mm -hmm. And I returned to Jamaica in 2013. Mm -hmm. And I've been working in medicine ever since. Wonderful. Absolutely exciting journey. No, you're into family medicine. You're a general practitioner. General practitioner. COPD. Talk about it. Pulmonary refers to the lungs. Mm -hmm. And what makes us different from animals that live in the sea, they absorb oxygen. You've seen the mechanism when you look on a fish that, you know, water goes through the gills. Right. And they breathe through that. Mm -hmm. So what makes us different that we breathe in the air Mm -hmm. is that we inhale air and it goes into our lungs. Right. And then in our lungs, we have alveoli, which are some air sacs Mm -hmm. that allow the blood to interact with the air. So Hmm. all of those processes happen inside our chest, inside our lungs. Hmm. So when you have chronic obstructive pulmonary disease, Mm -hmm. there is a problem with the exchange of air within your lungs. Hmm. Interesting. So there's some blockage, whether by mucus Mm -hmm. or by um, the hardening of the the vessels that carry air to the alveoli Mm -hmm. um, that causes this blockage. And so you have a difficulty to breathe. Okay, but what would, let's say, distinguish uh, COPD from, let's say, asthma or bronchitis or any other? Well, actually, COPD is a form of chronic bronchitis. What? Yes. I feel like a doctor. (laughs) (laughs) No, because I'm saying, I'm I'm, I'm thinking, I'm putting on my thinking cap and I'm saying, but hold on, there there seems to be uh, some correlation. So go ahead. Yes. So um, basically, there are two main types of COPD. Mm -hmm. Um, There are chronic bronchitis and um, the second type is emphysema. Mm-hmm. So chronic bronchitis happens when there's an increased swelling and mucus in the airways. Mm-hmm. And as I said, these airways carry air in the tubes to the end of the lungs, right? And this swelling causes your airways to narrow, making it harder to push air through them. Mm-hmm. While emphysema is happens when the walls of the air sacs, the alveoli that I mentioned, inside your lungs end up getting damaged and it traps the air within your lungs Mm -hmm. and making it feel like you're short of breath. Mm. So instead of fresh air being able to get in, Mm -hmm. stale air gets stuck there and then you feel short of breath because Mm. your your blood is not getting the fresh oxygen Mm -hmm. from outside. Okay, understood. So who is susceptible to this kind of disease? Well, um, COPD is susceptible to anybody who has had lung injury and it can be caused by damage to the lung Mm -hmm. and it can happen through breathing unhealthy substances over time. Mm. So this includes air pollution, Mm -hmm. chemical fumes, Mm. gases, Mm -hmm. vapors, mists, Mm. dust, Mm -hmm. and number one cause can be tobacco smoke. Tobacco smoke. All right. So I want us to zoom in a little bit. uh, Including secondhand smoke. Secondhand? Yes. Break that down because there are some persons, perhaps even children who are listening and they're like, mommy, what is secondhand smoke? Or daddy, what is secondhand smoke? So it means that there's somebody around me that is... Smoking. 
and it's affecting me. And it's affecting. Well, once somebody smokes, it doesn't, it goes into the atmosphere around uh-huh. them. Right. It goes into their clothing. It goes into the furniture. So if there is a vehicle that you've been into that the driver smokes, you instantly know because you smell it. Right. So you're inhaling those fumes. So that affects me too? Yes, it does. Over time, it does. Oh, so not a one-hour situation. So if I go into a taxi, let me just paint a scenario. I go into a taxi and um, I, I am smelling the remnants of cigarette smoke or weed or whatever kind of smoke. It happens one time. I'm not yes. going to die, am I? No, you okay, won't. But this, as this is, uh, it's chronic. So it's over time. Mm-hmm. So unfortunately, maybe you hire a taxi. And mm-hmm. if that taxi man is smoking all the time and you're sending your little three-year-old into that car, mm. they're probably inhaling that, what? Two to three hours a day, Mm -hmm. going to school, coming back hour and a half in the morning, hour and a half in the evening. Mm -hmm. That's exposure, Mm -hmm. just as if you would expose to air pollution, chemical fumes. Mm -hmm. You know, so persons that live close to um, um, factories, the dump, Mm -hmm. the fumes can over time lead to chronic scarring. Wow. Um, okay, so we, we've highlighted the definition of COPD, chronic obstructive pulmonary disease. And we've also looked at some of the causes and who are the persons you know, likely to develop the condition. Let us look at how we go about diagnosing this doc. So take me into your doctor's office. Um, I'm sitting with your white coat on me because I'm pretending to be a doctor right now. And um, I am going to diagnose somebody with COPD. How do I go about it? Well, first, the person would come in with the complaint that they're having shortness of breath. Mm -hmm. Basically, when they're at rest, they have difficulty breathing. Mm -hmm. Sometimes when on exertion, they have a difficulty of breathing and that um, sometimes they would have a cough that's constant. Um, The cough is to allow themselves to get the air to the stale air to exit. Mm -hmm. And sometimes they're bringing up mucus or not bringing up mucus or sometimes they have wheezing. So this would be sometimes the symptoms that persons would say, oh, asthma. Mm -hmm. So sometimes when you have an older person saying, oh, how come I get asthma at this age? They're probably developing COPD. So it's not just asthma at Mm -hmm. that stage. It's probably COPD they're displaying. Mm -hmm. So the number one uh, red flag is coming in, let's say, to the doctor's office with shortness of breath. Shortness of breath. Or a long-lasting cough. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, for those of you who are just tuning in, you are listening to a discussion with Dr. Mala Betton and myself, Adis Jonas Murphy, right here on Healthy and Happy. We're talking about COPD, four little letters of the alphabet. But when we really look at their meeting in the medical lingo or the medical world, we're talking about chronic obstructive pulmonary disease and I've been learning so much from doc we've looked at its definition causes persons likely to develop the condition and also how we go about diagnosing COPD go ahead doc I just want to add to the diagnosis process Mm -hmm. other than presenting with the symptoms the Mm -hmm. doctor would do a physical examination to make sure it's not an acute illness or an infection Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and that is a sudden infection um, going on currently and then they would do a test called a spirometry test. Hold on, doc. Take time with me. Take t- you, you mentioned two sets of things. You said acute illness. I don't know what that. I don't know if it's just an illness that's not ugly. Recent, <laughs> that's a recent illness. If it's a recent illness. <laughs> thank you. Okay. And acute meaning recent. Thank you for for that explanation. <laughs> yes. And also, you mentioned a spy what? That the test they would do is mm-hmm. a spirometry test. What's that? It's a simple test in which the patient would blow out their lungs and they would measure 
the amount of air that is leaving the mm-hmm. lung. Mm-hmm. And based on the estimated size of the patient, you can estimate how much air is leaving the lung and how much air is trapped in the Hmm. lungs. Okay, so I'm guessing that the expulsion of air would have to be at a particular range or level based on the person's size, build, age, etc. And if it's not, then it would be at a terminal? Yes. The spirometry test will tell the doctor if you have COPD Mm -hmm. and how severe it is. Mm -hmm. And it also will determine if something else is causing it. For example, if it's um, undiagnosed asthma, Mm -hmm. which can be um, an issue, or if it's another condition such as heart failure, which can cause you to have shortness of breath also. All right. So that's a spirometry test. Uh All right. So if you give me a test, I'm going to ask you to give me a test at the end of this program. Let me see if I learned something. All right, so now we're going to be switching gears a little bit to focus on the signs and symptoms. You had hinted at some of them earlier in terms of the shortness of breath and the the coughing, but are there other signs and symptoms that we should be looking for uh, where COPD is concerned? Yes, well, the cough itself is not just a one-off cough. It's a Mm. long-lasting cough. All right, As in so the cough is long or it's repetitive? Repetitive, long okay. lasting. It's a repetitive over time mm-hmm, that you're mm-hmm. having this constant cough mm-hmm. and that you feel a tightness in your chest, hmm. especially on physical exertion. You're unable to get up the stairs mm-hmm. without feeling tight in your chest mm-hmm. or not being able to take deep breaths and hold the breath. It's very simple symptoms. Uh-huh. And that's why it's important to review with the doctor to get Mm -hmm. the um, evaluation of the source. So these are, I know, especially with COVID, everybody's saying, but I feel this, I feel short of breath. Which which is why I asked the question earlier, like, how do you now differentiate between chronic obstructive pulmonary disease and other lung-related, you know, kinds of illnesses? So I I hear you in terms of the introduction of this spire. Spirometry. Yeah, <laughs> in terms of that that test there. But still, Doc, in my mind, I'm trying to figure out. Well, maybe that would be the, ter- the determiner, the spirometry test. It is test. the determinant to figure mm-hmm. out how. And then we see how well you respond to treatment. Mm-hmm. So then that's where we go right into treatment so that we can reduce the risk of the COPD getting more severe. All right, so let's talk about treatment. So... With COPD, early diagnosis is key. So as soon as you're having some signs, see a doctor Mm -hmm. so that they can start making some changes in your lifestyle. Mm -hmm. So the first thing, as with most conditions, is changing your lifestyle. So you need to stop smoking if you're a smoker. Hmm. You understand? And this includes cigarettes, marijuana, Mm -hmm. Mm e-cigarettes, cigars, any smoking what? at all let's is stick, smoking. Let's let's stick up in there though. Uh, quite often, well, maybe this is just my perception, right? Um, smokers, you can tell me um, otherwise if you choose. Uh, but I don't I don't see smokers being bothered so much by the smoke. I mean, maybe it does the damage over time, but in terms of, you know, the, the, the descriptions you gave earlier with the tightness of chest and the coughing, perhaps the coughing, but many seem unbothered, <laughs> you know, well, by, by those kinds of symptoms. Well, everybody knows a smoker's cough, and every smoker knows they cough. Yeah. And that is the some of the first signs of COPD. Mm. The coughing because you, you're trying to clear the mm-hmm. stale air that's stuck mm-hmm. because of the damage from the smoking. Mm. So once you see, the doctor can also prescribe medications that can help to open up the lungs mm-hmm. called bronchodilators. And these will be similar to what you see asthmatics take. Mm. 
mm-hmm. but there are different versions or different strength of medication that help to open up the the lungs. Mm. And you might be required to take medication every day, mm. such as an inhale or take pills, steroids that mm. can help to open up the lungs and reduce the inflammation in the lungs. Because remember, there can be swelling mm-hmm. of the airway or there can be um, constriction of the muscles in the airway. Okay. I'm looking at an article that's also published online and it's talking about as part of the signs and symptoms, frequent respiratory infections. Let's talk a little bit about um, frequent respiratory infection. Well, you had hinted at it when you when you mentioned, um, you know, acute illnesses, but also that of lack of energy, unintended weight loss, um, especially in later stages to be ranked as one of the top 10 causes of death in 2019 especially um copd sounds very serious doc it is yeah and with our industrialized um environments Mm -hmm. we have persons and communities that are unavoidably exposed Mm -hmm. to irritants that can lead to problems with their breathing in the end so is there information, uh, let's say, about the you know, average life expectancy or, um, you know, for persons with COPD? Well, it all depends on the treatment mode. Mm-hmm. If a person gets diagnosed early and gets into treatment early, it can reduce the amount of scarring and damage to their lungs. Mm. So therefore, they can expect to have a moderate to normal life expectancy once they're under treatment. Mm-hmm. However, if the person does not stop their exposure to the risk factors such as smoking Mm -hmm. or their environment and don't adhere to the treatment to reduce the inflammation, Mm -hmm. it can really become complicated. I'm going to play devil's advocate. Let's say, you know, a smoker is listening right now and they're saying, I hear near the doc, but I I, I have a... I have a very, very good lifestyle. I I try to keep a a good, you know, natural lifestyle. And I eat my ital food and I exercise. I do my meditation every day. I'm not under any form of stress. The only thing is that I take a little, you know, I take a little weed or I take a little this to kind of calm my nerves. And I don't deny the Mm -hmm. benefits of um, CBD or Mm -hmm. THC that is in Mm -hmm. marijuana products. Mm -hmm. But you could make it into a tea. Hold on. Let let, let me just stay right here. (laughs) Adis Jonas Murphy is in no way advocating. (laughs) You know, I'm I'm saying that. No, but I know, I know. But I am making it clear. Unless somebody just turns on the radio and says, what is Adis talking about? No, but I'm just just playing devil's advocate here. But go ahead, Doc, you're saying. So I'm saying the benefit that you have from that chemical substance Mm -hmm. is real. Right. However, the risk is also real. Mm. So you. you're also taking in the tars, mm-hmm. you understand, and the chemical compounds of burnt material mm-hmm. being inhaled into your lungs, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which leaves true scarring and true irritation to your lung mm. tissue that does not recover unless you stop smoking. Mm. So the message this afternoon, especially to those individuals listening who are smokers or who are relatives of persons who smoke, the message is simple. Get them to stop or stop. 
No, it's not so easy, Doc. I just said it a while ago. Stop or get them to stop. But the truth is, how do I get my loved one to stop smoking? Let us say I'm a parent and my child is using drugs without my knowledge and I find out. And um, it, it, how, how, do I, how do I help an individual who has this kind of habit? First, I would recommend um, having a conversation with them that you would like them to stop. Mm-hmm. But second, Mm -hmm. I would recommend you encourage them to speak to a physician about stopping Mm -hmm. smoking because it is a complicated situation because if you're smoking cigarettes, Mm -hmm. nicotine is an addictive substance that is hard to break the addiction. Mm -hmm. And a majority Mm -hmm. of persons that smoke cigarettes have tried to stop or have stopped in the past and restarted. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So it's important to address what are the triggers, what are the things around why they keep smoking. Mm. Most smokers, despite touting the benefits for Mm -hmm. themselves, also know the negatives. It's important for them to understand that the negatives really outweigh Mm -hmm. any positive and they can find a positive outcome through other methods. Mm. Some persons use it to calm themselves. Prayer and meditation can also calm you. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, you know, there's always another way. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. A lot of them, if you exercise, you can also be calmed and release stress. Mm -hmm. However, because they smoke, they can't exercise because their lungs aren't functioning efficiently. I get you. But it is reversible Mm -hmm. at any stage within Two days Mm -hmm. of stopping smoking, the nicotine levels in your body return, go down, they come out. It clears out of your system. It takes two days to clear out. Mm -hmm. And that will be a withdrawal period Mm -hmm. for that time. Mm -hmm. So it allows the body to clear away. So it is possible to stop. And And, uh, eventually it reverses within weeks Mm -hmm. to months, you start to have improved lung function. There may be persons listening with varied experiences, perhaps persons smoking for years, perhaps persons, uh, you know, smoking because they were introduced to it by a friend, you know, peer pressure, all sorts of things. And then there is the, the, the kind of smoking you mentioned earlier, the use of marijuana. Now, I don't know much about this area, but, you know, that's why you're here. Is it as addictive as tobacco smoke? It's a real issue that we have to contend with. I see a lot of young people, a lot of young people who are smoking. One of the main things that most persons get from marijuana is a reduction in anxiety. Mm -hmm. And when you think of a young teenager, you think of an anxious person, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. a person who is not sure about what they're doing or not comfortable in unfamiliar situations. Mm -hmm. So automatically, from marijuana, they get a, some of them mm-hmm. get an effect of calm mm. and feeling a sense of belonging and a sense of comfort. Mm-hmm. But that's a temporary feeling with a lifetime of side effects. Mm, and consequences. And consequences. It has psychoactive ingredients that Come persons... On, break it down now. It affects your brain chemistry. Yes, preach. And persons mm-hmm. that are very susceptible which is one in three persons Mm -hmm. are very susceptible Mm -hmm. and can manifest mental disorders. Mm. 
And that is the so, negative side effect that you can so see. So you're telling me somebody who may just experiment with it just for the fun of it. Just for the fun you of know, it. You know, you're probably, no, I'm not going to mention the weed cupcakes. Oh, not not intentional. But, right. Not but, intentional because yeah. I've heard of, I've, I've, I've unfortunately heard of situations when persons were offered a cookie yeah. or a slice of cake and had no idea. Right. And it has had those kinds of it effects. It has had a m- mental mm. effect on mm-hmm. their well-being mentally. I am happy that we're talking about this now because the truth is, you know, we have a wide audience listening and a lot of our a lot of our youngsters especially, most of the people I see, I don't know about you listeners, but for me, the pe- most of the people I see smoking are young people. Young people just dip on the side of the road and smoke, smoke, or need them and miggle. And my thing is, okay, um, I know that they know it's not good, but it's done anyway. And if nothing else, I'd want us to get them to understand that the effects are much greater. The consequences are much greater. They far outweigh the positive feelings that they may get. You know, so I want you just, you know, as we prepare to wrap up, to speak directly to those persons who are listening, particularly who are struggling with that area we have been speaking about smoking. Mind you, this is not the only cause of COPD, but it's definitely a great contributor to it. Yeah, just speak directly to them and encourage them to put away the habit. Anybody who is smoking no matter what you're smoking, should really consider strongly stopping. Mm. It really is a personal decision, Mm -hmm. but the consequences of your illness and the damage you're doing to your body really affects everyone around you Mm -hmm. and society on a whole. Not only does COPD cause death, it's a chronic illness. You're going to have constant shortness of breath. That means you're unable to work. Mm -hmm. You're unable to function. You're uncomfortable to even lay in your bed. Mm -hmm. You're going to be constantly seeking medical help, trying to get medications to open your airway, possibly oxygen. You're going to have to be on medication that you have to take daily. That costs Mm -hmm. The best oral inhaled steroids, they cost. This is a cost even to the government to supplement the cost to purchase these medications. So these are persons that are going to the health center every week to get prescriptions every month to fill, seeking funds. And I'm, I'm, the average prescription probably costs over $5,000 out of pocket mm-hmm. every month. Hmm. Wow. Just to take medication to keep yourself breathing, something you were born with, something God Mm -hmm. gave you Mm. that you damaged Mm -hmm. through a habit that you thought temporary Mm -hmm. relief for a lifetime of problems. And this is why we thank God for his marvelous grace, you know. So even though sometimes we make some decisions, and I'm not just talking about smoking, but just generally in our Christian walk, he he, he extends grace. You know, but but there comes a point in time where the, the, the grace just won't be there anymore because he it's it's now time to judge his righteous. And um, Doc has spoken some wonderful words of wisdom. 
And I pray, my prayer or prayer is that um, the words will be heeded. We want to thank you so very much, Dr. Mala Benton, for joining us this evening on Healthy and Happy right here on NCOFM, your education and wellness station. Thanks. And I just want you to quickly share your Insta information and Facebook information with our listening audience so that they can contact you. Okay, so anyone can reach out to me on my Instagram, um, D-R-M-A-L-A-B-E-T-T-O-N. So it's Dr. Dr. Mala Beton on Instagram or on Facebook. And um, I'm trying my best to get back to you within three business days <laughs> or as fast as my fingers can type. But I really try mm-hmm. um, to reach out and, um, you know, try to be there to share information because information is power mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I'm willing to share. Thank you so much, Dr. Ben. She had asked me in a particular way to big up her three health centers. Um, go ahead. I want you to do the, it the medical centers. Medical okay. centers, yes. So I'm um, Manning Hill Medical. Mm-hmm. Um, that's 34 Manning Hill Road. And we that serves the community of Havendale. And um, so big up Manning Hill Medical. And um, also at um, Health Plus Associates, which serves the community of Pembroke Hall. Yay! And that's at Boulevard Supercenter. Mm -hmm. And now, newly, um, in a new area, serving the Halfway Tree area um, at City Healthcare. And we're located at 7 Eastwood Park Road. Thank you so much, Dr. Benton. Man, she is busy providing health care across. You know, when, soon you'll hear she, um, she'll tell us she's in St. Catherine, Westmoreland, <laughs> all over Jamaica. Thanks very much, Dr. Benton. We appreciate you, man, and your time. Dr. Marla Benton, General Practitioner, Health Plus Associates, Mannings Hill Medical, <laughs> City Health Center, and, of course, our guest right here on Healthy and Happy. We thank you, listeners, for joining us this evening, and um, continue to keep it locked to to NCOFM, your education and wellness station. Thank you to my technical engineer, Brandon. Brandon Daly, I appreciate you, man. Bless your heart. And of course, you to our listeners. Until next time, I'm Adis Jonas Murphy. God bless. was trying hard to break and every time he thought it got better he would make another mistake though he knows he's far from perfect he is trying to live right he asked me to ask you father would you hear his prayer tonight he said tell him that in my Peace of mind Now I 
What they-